0: Hello, and welcome to AI Unfiltered with me, Ian Bowie, and our resident expert, Michael Stormbom, where we will be talking about everything to do with AI in our modern digital society and what the future holds for all of us. I thought today um, it would be quite interesting to talk about something that I've just read about, which is low-code or no-code AI, and the fact that then you can get non-technical people creating AI-based algorithms with no knowledge of how you actually build them.
1: Yeah, indeed. And it doesn't apply only to AI, but uh, the general sort of no-code, low-code movement that you don't necessarily need a whole lot of programming skill or or in the ideal scenario, no programming skill whatsoever to, to produce, well, software or applications or or indeed AI. So Yeah, I, I mean that- I, I think I would find that
0: incredibly empowering. Um, that if if you would just be able to perhaps uh, write down or perhaps even record or a combination of both the parameters that you wish to set and then the program itself would do the magic
1: yeah absolutely and of course I mean a large part of AI is in a way putting Lego pieces uh, together it's a sort of very standardized process or so even so even just the creation of AI is a thing that could conceive I even mean, to some extent all Automated as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, how, I mean, just out of interest, how how far away do you think we are
1: from that as a reality? I think to some extent that reality already exists. I mean, one one of these larger larger companies they run tons of this sort of automated stuff uh, all the time. So, automatic data collection, automated creation of new models, automated ways of uh, creating new models and of uh, finding the optimal optimal parameters for these models. So there's so quite a lot of that already. Uh, exist in a way, uh, but uh, taking that one step further, let's say that you you want to have a your particular use case in mind and that you want to uh, create an AI for it. So, so to the level will be that if you you write a command, create me an AI model that uh, I don't know predicts. Uh, well, we talked about horse races the other day, so why not yeah, predict, we did, yeah. predict the winner of a uh, of this horse race? Kind of thing. Create me an AI that does that. Uh, Possibly not as far away, far away as one would think, because we are talking about fairly, especially sort of like more standard standard use cases that are mm. when there's a known process. I think that that can be automated to some extent. But I mean, okay. I mean,
0: yeah. what if we make it really, really simple? Uh, I'm sure there's an awful lot of people out there that would just like to, for example, sell something on the internet. And so let's say somebody's got an idea. Um, Let's keep it really simple. Um, They want to sell pens on the internet. Maybe they they, um, somehow hand paint um, existing pens and then they want to sell those on the internet. So they decide, okay, um, I sell pens. I want to know how to reach my audience. I need um, some kind of web shop so that I can sell them, some kind of e-commerce platform. Um, I want to get this out on social media, but I don't know how to. Um, would it be possible to have an AI system out there that could do all that for you?
1: Yeah, so I mean, that's not just about the AI, but uh, sort of the whole system or infrastructure around it. But I mean, sure, I mean, it's a, in that sense a predictable process, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, we talked... A,
1: there are predictable steps that you yeah. need to take there, and uh, which well, can we, be we, automated, we, I think. We,
0: we talked the other day about um, virtual assistants, and, you know, your next employee might be an algorithm. So in a way, this is just the same thing, isn't it, really? Um, you know, yeah, no, the, exactly the, so. Yeah, the, these days you go to an advertising agency or, you you know, you talk to a, a, a web designer and you tell them what you want and what you want to do. Then you probably go and see a social media expert and you tell them, again, what you require. And they do all that for you and yeah. charge
1: you huge amounts of money. Indeed, so this would be more about packaging all this myriad of mm smaller tasks together and I think having one system taking care of it I'm sure no. I don't see why that wouldn't be wouldn't be possible I mean at the end of the day it's all about the data
0: yeah I mean t- then, taking care of it for a fraction of the price I mean this is another again you know I think one of the reasons that a lot of people don't start businesses is simply because they, they haven't got the funds or they might have the money but they don't you know want to take a risk of losing all of it just with this one idea
1: uh, no that's true and I mean I, I think the threshold. I mean, for example, for setting up your own web, website or setting up your own shop, I mean, of course, that's, the threshold has dropped tremendously over, mm. over the past few years. So I don't see any reason why that why that development will continue. That it yeah. becomes ever, ever easier to the point where you just have to have an idea and you can push a button and then it's all <laughs> there for you.
0: Yeah, actually, I mean, w- w- one of the other things that I was kind of looking into... Um recently as well, were kind of like the, the, the barriers that exist towards AI um, and perhaps getting people to use it. Um, so, for example, if you go or you, you can get your hands on some kind of algorithm that can create a website for you that can maybe do social media, set up an e-commerce website. Um, but there are still certain um, perhaps barriers to doing that. Um, the list that came up for me was, was for example, um, trust deficit. Can you actually trust this system? Will it steal your idea and give it to somebody else? Um, what about data privacy? So, I mean, for example, if you set up or it sets up a, uh, an e-commerce platform for you, the last thing you then want is to be sued by um, lots and lots of customers because there was a data leak of their information, um, so you know. I mean, h- how do you address these issues as well?
1: Well, I mean, I would think the s- same way you address general the trust issues in in general. So, whoever is the vendor then of this uh, system that provides this service for you, of course, I mean the contracts have to have to reflect that. That uh, so in, in the case of liability, that uh, mm. then it's the the provider of the service that is the is liable. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, of course in terms of of course if there were such a service provider that has this sort of like uh turnkey e-commerce solution that handles everything uh for you and there's this a, and there's an AI component then mm. uh, of course I think a key thing there would be that of course of course this sort of e-commerce setup creation also needs to evolve over time and for that you need improve over time because of course, yeah. so of course you would need access to data so I think that's something that something has to be considered as well that uh, of course they probably would like to collect as much data as possible from from your particular store no, as I'm well. Sure, i'm sure they yeah. do
0: yeah i mean is, is there not a danger that well i think we saw it with um there's a website called etsy i don't know if you know about etsy yeah sure but yeah there. where you can D- sell
1: diy stuff no, yeah.
0: that's right yeah. yeah you know if you're a crafter and you make teddy bears or whatever you can sell it on etsy and um maybe there will come a time when you sell ais on etsy. No,
1: well yeah uh, <laughs> well
0: who knows but i mean the, but the fact the fact is that i think one of the problems nowadays with 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 platforms like etsy is it's overcrowded. You know i, I it's wonder it's difficult to get noticed. Well that's right exactly and it's the same with amazon. You know if, if if you become an amazon reseller how do you actually get noticed? Um so again is is there a danger that if ai gets to that level where you can literally just say I want you to do this for me, and it does, that means anybody can tell it to do that, which means suddenly the the, the marketplace is just going to explode, isn't it, with providers? And how does how does anybody get noticed?
1: Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, I think we've noticed that in, in many cases, if you go on Spotify, like how do you find music on there? How do you find independent artists or how did you find this podcast? I mean, that's the promise of uh, no code, not just AI, but no code programming really, you don't, you don't necessarily need any programming skill whatsoever. You can just, you have these building blocks and you put them together and you put in some parameters and then voila, you have a, a program. Yeah. Perfect for me. Yeah. I don't think it's quite at the level that we can do away with the programmers just yet. But I think the idea is there that of course, there are all of these sort of things that are very sort of standard building blocks and you can just sort of put them together that you don't mm-hmm. need to, you don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, but you, you, you're
0: always going to need the programmers. To make these building blocks, aren't you? So that yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that's fine. No, I think that's
1: the idea with with no code. Really, is that you can take these building yeah building blocks and put them together. Yeah, to create.
0: but they're building them for people like me.
1: Yeah, or uh, uh, or well, yes, for people who are not programmers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, I mean, related to that, we are at least here in Finland. We're having a bit of a lack of like programming right. skills and programmers. So of course, I think in a way that. That also drives automation there as well. That, okay, if, if we don't have programmers, then we need to program programmers, <laughs> so to speak. Well, yeah, yeah, of <laughs> I course. Think, so I think that drives it a bit as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But, but yeah, I mean, no, th- the same with AI. I mean, they're pretty standard practices, pretty standard ways of doing things, which means you can, of course, then create these sort of building blocks as well that you can play with.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think... And build with, yeah. You Yeah, know, one, 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 one of the greatest kind of um, barriers to acceptance of anything is the perceived level of difficulty to understand it so the more accessible you can make ai the more easily and more ready people will be to accept it yeah well, I, suppose. No, but
1: I, I mean it used it used to be the case that you need to have a pretty pretty deep understanding of how these things mm. uh, work which is not necessarily the case anymore the there are of course pitfalls i mean we've been talking about for example bias in in data and understanding mm. how that bias arises and uh, the implications of that.
0: Well, I mean, you know, I don't think I'm unusual in saying that I don't necessarily want to know how things work. I just want them to work. You know, I mean, I have got no interest in knowing how a computer works. No, I know. India, I, but I want to be able to use it. I, I know the power of a computer and what it can do for me. Um, so, of course, you know, I want to use one, absolutely, uh, and certain software programs, etc. But I, I I'm not interested in the coding behind them. What makes them work?
1: No, but I mean, most of us in the IT world, we don't even we don't work in the binary binary level either with mm. these things. There's of course all these levels of abstraction. But uh, I would say that there are still these things that need, like bias, for example, and what makes an algorithm work, and another one why another one doesn't. So I think those sort of things. But certainly, I do think that sort of like higher level of abstraction will mm. they they're coming there as well for AI for sure. Yeah, but I mean, for, outcome, some, yeah.
0: for somebody like me, I don't want anything to be abstract. You know, I want it to be clear and understandable. So if I want something to do something for me, I just want it to do it. I don't care how it does it.
1: Yeah, but uh, let's take, uh, well, we've, we've spoken about computer vision before on this on this uh, podcast. Yeah. So, uh, so why not? I mean, there are certainly those applications and web apps that... That use these are sort of like computer vision algorithms but then all you need to do is to provide it images that it needs to recognize and then and that's it so you don't you don't have to do any program you just need to provide it with the images that you're supposed to recognize
0: so you input the images yeah right
1: so then it becomes more about making sure having the right data for for your particular use case in a way
0: is it i mean are there, are there any sort of off-the-shelf algorithms that you can buy to then use. And you've got an idea of what the parameters are that you need to put in. So can you just buy the algorithm that you need and then start typing in?
1: Well, not quite at the level where you could sort of just in in natural language write that, hey, create me a model that does <laughs> this, not yeah. quite at that level, although that is conceivably also po- possible. Uh, so no, 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 not quite at that level, but I just, I mean, that's definitely one case where it's all about the data.
0: Yeah, but you see, this is what I'm thinking, that um, it's still too complicated for normal people, average people who don't understand Yeah, yeah
1: there's, there's nothing in that sense, yeah. just yet anyway. It's no. of completely off the shelf.
0: Yeah, but that's what I'm thinking, that an off-the-shelf program and all you do is input the parameters. Maybe even just tell it, like we discussed earlier.
1: So, I mean, we, we've been... I think we've been speaking about this before as well. And sort of access to data is a is a key. Yeah. Equal access to AI. So I think the, mm. so one thing is of course the computing and processing power, but the other thing is the data.
0: Yeah. So I think Google has probably harvested everything that's ever been put on the internet.
1: Oh yes. I mean the, everything that passes through their search engine for sure. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So basically, I mean, you know, you talk about harvesting huge amounts of data. I mean, theoretically, Google has has it all.
1: Yeah, and of course, Facebook, all the social media.
0: Yeah. No, but it means that these companies have basically got almost all the
1: knowledge that exists already. Yeah, all the knowledge of the non-universe, so to speak. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, do they not own the future? You know, if they have all that knowledge at their disposal... It's far more than anybody else has got. So, I mean, you know, that's an interesting question. Um, you've got little people trying to develop smaller projects. What chance have they actually got of seeing those come to fruition when you've got these behemoths?
1: Or do you just get eaten? Or in the best of circumstances, you get your stuff sold to them.
0: <laughs> right. But, I mean, you know, I've heard about Zuckerberg talking about his metaverse. Um are we heading into a world that is actually eventually controlled? Basically, it's another dystopian reality, isn't it? Controlled by maybe three large data driven companies.
1: Yeah, I think there's a definite risk of that for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, all right, I know the European Union with their GDPR, but I think it's minuscule in comparison
1: to these. I'm. Not gonna bet against the European Union in that sense because it's a big, it's a big market with lots of users and fairly. That could be manipulated. Could be manipulated, and of course, many manipul- there's attempted manipulation all the time for sure.
0: Yeah. We we, we we again we seem to come back to this idea of heading into a very dystopian future. Um, it, it, it it's not it's not <laughs> looking bright bright, at all.
1: Because, I mean, we, we talked in a previous episode about about should should we teach our kids uh, programming in in schools. So I think there's a connection there as well. So, of course, if we are able to get to a point where you don't actually have to do a whole lot of programming, you can able actually work with these sort of uh, no-code or low-code setups as well. Uh, I'm getting towards some sort of point here, I think, maybe, or maybe not. But
0: you can turn schoolchildren into the next generation of entrepreneurs by giving them the skills to use the building blocks created by programmers to create something useful for themselves.
1: Yeah, indeed, Simon. So, mean, and yeah. I think, uh, and uh, as we talked before, I think also the learning to think algorithmically. I suppose you know, I think that's also more so important than any particular programming language. I think
0: yeah but that, that, that's not going to work for everybody is it no it isn't no um but but teaching kids you know if you can get to a stage where there is no coding needed and it is just you know like you say building blocks teaching kids how to build with those blocks i think would be a very very powerful and very useful lesson for them
1: yeah and uh, and i uh, mean a way to unleash your creativity as well, if you think of oh, mm, oh, like play, playing with Legos. So okay, now, yeah. the, now the Lego bricks are just the pieces yeah. of code in a way. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No. Perfect. And especially if you could make it visual as well.
1: I think that's the thing as well, having it being very visual the mm. way you you build them. I think that's the that's making that's the distinction between between just just programming yourself and just using these blocks to Yeah. Uh, definitely. Yeah, you could take it one step fur- further, and so you have Lego bricks and uh, each like physical, tangible Lego bricks, and then they represent a piece of code, and you build them together in the real yeah. world, and then and then it that becomes a program.
0: Yes.